The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, good morning, church. Man, what a day it is. Uh, this is uh, yet another day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Man, so far, it's been a phenomenal service, man. How about that worship? It's just awesome uh, what the worship team is doing. And um, as you know, we have been extended under the current conditions, uh, lockdown level three, so we won't be able to meet physically. And uh, with that, that means we continue to uh, meet online. Uh, still exciting because the Bible says where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am with them. And uh, our hearts are connected as we watch online. And I believe the Lord uh, is here with us in this broadcast. And I believe that uh, uh, your lives are going to be touched. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to minister to you this morning. And uh, I believe that you're going to be impacted for the better. And um, today we're starting a brand new series. We're going to be talking about what I like to call No Fear Here. So the title of our brand new series is No Fear Here. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of love, power, and a well-balanced, sound, harmonious mind. That's 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse 7. He hasn't given us uh, the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit, and the enemy uses that spirit uh, to uh, get the children of God, to, to rob the children of God of the promises uh, that Jesus has already given us, of the things that Jesus has already uh, paid for, for you and I at the cross. And so during this journey, we're going to be looking at what I like to call the antidotes uh, for fear, the remedies for fear, how you can counterattack fear. There are some, some uh, certain things that, that you need to grab a hold of. There are certain things that you're going to need some revelation of uh, if you're going to counter this fear and um, uh, live the fear-free life. Amen. And so quickly, we're going to go to John chapter number 10. And I'm going to read from verse 10 and 11. We read a little bit uh, about this from this passage uh, last week when we were taking the offering. And uh, we're going to revisit it. John chapter number 10 from verse 10 uh, to 11. He says, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life uh, for the sheep. And so we say last week that the context of what Jesus is sharing in John chapter number 10, uh, verse 10, is not talking about the thief coming to your house and breaking in uh, so that he could steal your television, you know, and uh, destroy some things and kill. No, uh, the context of what he's talking about is in the context of uh, taking care of sheep, him being the good shepherd. That's why he says in verse 11, I am uh, the good shepherd and the good, good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And if you read the preceding verses and the verses after verse 11, the context in that entire chapter is how Jesus is our shepherd, how Jesus takes care of us and we are a part uh, of his sheepfold. And what usually happens is that when a shepherd is goes out into the pastures uh, to get the sheep to 
to eat and to feed the sheep. Uh, usually there's some bears and lions and things of that nature. We read that uh, in the story of David. David had uh, defended the sheepfold from the bears and the lions and the beasts of the field. And so we, we know that these things uh, are coming to try and uh, steal and to kill and destroy. And so that's the, the, the foundation of the metaphor in uh, John chapter number 10, verse 10, is that when the thief, when he says the thief is talking about the wild beasts that try to come and snatch some of his uh, uh, sheep in the sheepfold. And so he says they come uh, uh, not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And then he flips it and he says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundant. And so because Jesus is our shepherd, the good shepherd, you and I get to have life. Uh, and that word life there is the Greek word zoe. You and I get to have life and we get to have it more abundantly. And he says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. This is one of the seven I am statements that Jesus uh, shares in the book of John. We had a series uh, a few years ago where we talked about these seven I am statements that Jesus made in the book of John. Uh, these uh, seven I am statements that Jesus made, uh, he said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world. Uh, the bread of life in John 6 35 he said I am the light of the world in John 8 uh, verse 12 he said I am the door of the sheep in John chapter number 10 um, from verse 9 uh, 7 to 9 uh, he said I am the resurrection and life in John uh, 11 verse 25 he said I am the good shepherd the one we just read in John 10 11 and he says I am the way the truth and the life you see there is no other way to go to God uh, but through Jesus. There are not many ways to go uh, to our Heavenly Father. There is only one, and that one way to go to God, who is uh, one God, and one way to approach Him and to be reconciled to Him and to have a relationship with Him uh, is through uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's not hate speech. It's just a reality. It's the truth of what Jesus said. It's the truth of God's Word. There is only one God and the only uh, one Savior, who is Jesus the Christ. Amen. The seventh uh, I am statement that Jesus said was, I am the true vine. And so these are uh, seven different uh, a personality, if you will, traits that Jesus reveals when he says, I am, that shows how Jesus is going to serve you and I, is going to uh, minister to you and I, if you will. These are not, these are certainly not, you know, positions. These are certainly not uh, 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 titles. You know, I, mean, I know this generation is obsessed with title. Uh, the other day I tried to give a young man an assignment to do, and they said, but pastor, uh, well, what am I going to be called? You know, it doesn't matter what you're called. Just get the job done. Amen. But these, these seven I am statements do not reveal uh, uh, Jesus' titles. These reveal the capacity that Jesus comes into our lives to serve us. S-E-R-V-E. -E, uh, not to save us, to serve us. S-E-R-V-E. -E, and to minister to us. So Jesus ministers to us as the bread of life. The bread sustains a physical life. And so Christ 
Christ offers uh, 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 and sustains our spiritual life uh, through his word. And his word never changes. Remember, uh, one of his responses to the enemy when the enemy came to him uh, in the wilderness when he was fasting 40 days and 40 nights and the enemy came and said, why don't you turn these stones into bread? And he said, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by uh, uh, pop and chocolate. No, you didn't say that. <laughs> he said, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds uh, from the mouth of God. And so Jesus is his word and he is the bread of life. And one thing I love about Jesus being the bread of life and Jesus being his word is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And uh, he is consistent. And so it is with his word. His word is the same yesterday, today and forever. People change. Uh, uh, science changes. We've learned that, I mean, things are changing uh, rapidly in the world at the moment. I mean, the things change. And as people develop and find more information about certain uh, faculties, we get better in those areas. But And we change. We switch goals, uh, goalposts. Fashion magazines, they change, man. They tell you one thing today and they tell you the, the, the direct opposite tomorrow. Amen. And so things change. People change. But the word of God never changes. And so Jesus is the bread of life. He is the word that is consistent, that never changes. I mean, the word of God is the same. It's saying the same thing that it said 6,000 years ago. The same word of God. If you go to uh, any Bible verse, any scripture, uh, it's saying the same thing that it said. You know, when, when you read that verse 10 years ago, it's saying the same thing on Monday. It says the same thing on Tuesday. It says the same thing on Wednesday, on Thursday. It says the same thing on uh, Nando's and Chips Day. It says the same thing on uh, 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 Pop and Chakalaka and Voros Day. It says the same thing on, uh, uh, you know, Fried Chicken Day. It says the same thing on Salad Day. It says the same thing on, on Cheat Day. Amen. The Bible never changes. It's saying the same thing. And that's why I love God's Word so much is that it is consistent. Amen. And so Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And so he serves us uh, as, as the bread of life that sustains us. He says, I am the light of the world. And he shines his light on us so that we uh, can reflect that light uh, to a dying world. He says, I am the door of the sheep. Uh, he protects us. You know, he, he defends us from predators, uh, predators. Uh, I am the resurrection and the life. Death is not the final word for us because we have resurrection life. And at the second coming, Jesus is going to come and, and minister life to our bodies. And our bodies are going to be immortal. And man, we'll be able to do all kinds of fun things. Uh, man, I wish I could teach a little bit about eschatology, but it's going to be awesome. Amen. You and I are going to put on immortality and uh, we'll be able to to uh, spend the rest of eternity with uh, with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's just going to be awesome. But today we want to dwell at the fifth I am statement that Jesus said. And this is this, that he said, I am the good uh, shepherd. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And now one of the things, uh, one of the responsibilities that a shepherd has, uh, besides defending, you know, the sheep from predators, is that uh, 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 he gets to uh, feed the sheep. He gets to take care of us. He, you know, he gets to uh, uh, minister love uh, to the sheep. If the sheep get hurt, he gets to uh, nurse them and heal them. Uh, if the sheep get lost, he gets to find them and bring them back uh, into the fold. And, and 
Jesus here says, uh, he is the good shepherd. He didn't say, I am, you know, a shepherd. He didn't say, I'm the one of the best ones. No, he says, I am the good shepherd. He, he, he is the top dog when it comes to uh, shepherding. And uh, this brings me great uh, uh, comfort to know that we have a, we have a shepherd that, uh, that is not just a, a, a you know, a shepherd, but a shepherd that is good at what, at what they do. Amen. And uh, we read again, John chapter number 10 from uh, verse 26 to 30 uh, last week. And I'm going to revisit it again. And it says in John 10, 26 to 30, uh, but be, but you believe not because you're not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Stop right there. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. That means you and I can hear God's voice. We can hear God. Uh, he didn't say my, my sheep hear my voice if they fast long enough, if they do all the religious calisthenics. No, he, st he says it as a statement of fact. One of the qualifiers of being a sheep is that we get to hear, or one of the benefits is that we get to hear uh, the, the, his voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Uh, it's interesting that Jesus uh, didn't say, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and I drive them. See, there's a difference between taking care of sheep and taking care of uh, uh, other animals, you know, uh, uh, like cows and goats. Uh, uh, you know, when shepherds take care of sheep, they go to the front of the sheep. And then as they walk, the sheep follow them. Now, when you're taking care of cows, cattle, you're taking care of um, goats, you have to go behind them and drive them. It's a different uh, way of leadership. And here we see right off the bat that Jesus' style of leadership is not autocratic. He's not driving the church. He's not, you know, using force to try and get you to do something. No, he says, he speaks. When we hear his voice, we begin to uh, follow him. And the other implication of us following him is this, is that if we are following, it means he's leading. Amen. And that brings me great comfort to know that I'm following uh, a shepherd who is leading. And if there is any danger, he has already seen it and he has already taken care of it. And I get to follow uh, behind him. Let me tell you, child of God, God has already gone before us in 2021. He has already gone ahead of us and we get to follow. He has already gone ahead of us and he has taken care of all obstacles. He has taken care of all danger. He has broken down walls. He has broken down uh, gates of iron. You and I have access. The year 2021 has already been crowned with the goodness of God. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, God has already gone before us. He has already gone ahead of us and made every crooked path straight, every high place. He has already brought low and every valley place. He has already brought level. Every desert place. He has already brought water and, you know, he has already gone before us and crowned uh, this year with his goodness. Psalm 65 verse 11, he says, he crowns the year uh, with his goodness. So God has already gone before us. And as we follow him, you see, the only responsibility the sheep have is to follow him. 
not to stray away, but to follow him. If you stay in the sheepfold and you follow him, man, it's, it's easy to follow. I'm a leader. You know, I've, I've led for the most part of my life. I started leading in the church in 2002. I was a youth pastor and I got to, man, leading is, is difficult. That's where it's at. I mean, that's where the, the rubber meets the road. That, that's, you know, leading is difficult, uh, but following is easy, you know, because when Jesus leads and we get to follow, I mean, it's easy. It's, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a revelation of his grace. All we have to do is to rest in, in, in what he has done, to rest in where he's going and just follow his footsteps. And as we do that, he leads us in some, some interesting places. We're going to read in Psalm 23 what kind of leadership and what kind of places uh, that he begins uh, to lead us uh, to. So, and so he says here, my sheep hear my voice, verse 27 of John 10. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Uh, verse 28, and I give unto them eternal life. There goes that phrase again, eternal uh, life. And he's not talking about the length of days. He's not talking about living forever. Everybody gets to live forever, <laughs> except we get to live forever in different places. Amen. He's not talking about living forever. He's talking about uh, the quality of life. He's talking about, when he says eternal life, the Greek word there's Zoe, he's talking about the very life that sustains God. That's what he gives you. When he says, I'll give you eternal life, it's not just a nice phrase uh, that he's using to uh, sound spiritual. He's talking about the very life that sustains God, the very essence of life, uh, who God is, he has imparted that onto you. And, and man, when you realize that, you start to realize how powerful you are. You start to realize uh, that God has already put on you a, a certain quality of days. I have a statement that I, I, I made many, many years ago, and I say this, that eternal life is more a quality of days than it is a quantity of days. Did you get that? Let me say it one more time. Eternal life is more a quality of days than it is a quantity of days. So every time you see the word eternal life, uh, hold on a minute. Stop, stop thinking about heaven and start thinking about a quality of days in this present life. Start thinking about days filled with life. Start thinking about days filled with the resurrection uh, power of God. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures in Romans 8, 11 says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of us. And he makes a conclusion out of that. And he says, if that's the case, then that same spirit will quicken your mortal body. That's powerful. Uh, but you and I need to have that mindset every single day where we remind ourselves of, of this eternal life that the good shepherd said he gives unto us. He says, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. You see, you can't perish with eternal life. You can't be destroyed with eternal life. You can't be discouraged with eternal life. You can't worry when you have eternal life. It's that powerful. And so Jesus says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He's put us in his hand of protection. And he says, no man can pluck us out of his hand. You know why? Because he is the good shepherd. Bad shepherd, average shepherd, terrible shepherds, hirelings. Uh, he makes a comparison in John. 10 uh, uh, earlier on he says hirelings hirelings would desert the sheep 
They, man, if a bear comes and, and there's just someone you've hired to take care of the sheep, man, they, they're going to leave the sheep. They, listen, they're out of there. But Jesus says, no, I lay down my life for the sheep. And not only that, he makes a declaration. He, say, yeah, he says, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The ones that the father has put into his sheepfold cannot be plucked out of his hand. And he goes on to say in verse 29, I have backup. You see, you, you thought him just saying that uh, was, was enough? Man, he even has something better. He, he, has, he has more backup uh, uh, for that plan to make sure that it, it works. He says in verse 29, My father which gave me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand, and my father and I are one. So Jesus together uh, 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 with God, your heavenly father, have partnered to make sure that no man can pluck uh, any of us out of his sheepfold. Man, that's what I call security. I call it life security. I was talking to someone I just this week and they came up to my office and they said, hey, Pastor D, uh, where is God in all of this global pandemic? Where is God? You know, and I said, God is uh, where he's always been on the throne. And they said, but can't he see uh, what's going on in the world? I said, God has already gone before us and he's already made a plan. He, in fact, he made a plan 2000 years ago. And they said, really? You believe that? I said, yeah, he already made a plan 2,000 years ago when he gave us his one and only uh, begotten son, Jesus, to die for us on the cross. And Jesus paid uh, for you and I to be redeemed from the curse of the Lord, to be redeemed from poverty, to be redeemed from uh, sickness and disease. God already did everything he's ever going to do about your current situation 2,000 years ago. It's time that you and I start learning how to appropriate these things. It's time that you and I uh, start learning how to uh, find our security in, in God. Listen, you can't find your security, particularly uh, in these seasons that we're living in. You can't, you don't try to get your security from your friends. Uh, I had to rebuke one of my friends on these WhatsApp groups that I'm on. You know, one of uh, the WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups that I'm on, one of my friends, he, I mean, he likes to find all the deaths that are taking place in the world. And he likes to post them on the group. And I mean, it could be someone in the middle of the bush in Bujumbura. I don't know how this guy does it. He'll find it. You'll find that headline and he'll post it on the group and say, here, 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 here goes another one who just been uh, killed. Here goes another one. who just, it's, Man, I got frustrated. I think it was Tuesday. I got frustrated. I sent a message. I said, man, I'm tired of your, 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 your posts. I'm tired of your nonsense, man. I'm tired of you just posting discouragement every single day. I'm tired. I'm tired. I need you to stop posting this stuff and start posting some life and start posting the things that Jesus has already paid for us uh, uh, at the cross. And so I'm telling you, God is where he's always been at the throne. Jesus has always been where he is. He's always been at the right hand of the Father and God uh, is always, his position has always uh, been the same. I've already given you my one and only begotten son to become uh, your good shepherd and if you follow him, hey, no man can pluck you out of uh, his hand. But in this season, sometimes we get to stray away. Uh, we get to stray away in the areas of uh, uh, fake news. We, you know, we get to stray away. I call it fake news because if it doesn't line up with God's word, it's fake, fake news. You know, the only truth it comes from God's word. Amen.
Amen. If it doesn't come from God's word to me, it's not true. It's, it's fake news. Amen. And so sometimes we stray away in those corridors. We stray away in those areas where we are paying more attention to the statistics of the world than we are to God's word. We're paying more attention to uh, the, the natural uh, local physician than we do the great physician. Did you know that Jesus is a doctor? He called himself the great physician. In fact, people of his time called him the great physician. And, and the great physician sent a prescription. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. Man, it's time for you and I to start taking that word, that gospel. That's what we need. We need the gospel. The gospel comes and it doesn't give you negative side effects. When the gospel comes, it gives you positive side effects. You receive the gospel. The side effects of receiving the gospel is healing. You know, it's a side effect of receiving the gospel is good life. It's a healthy life. The side effects of receiving the gospel is prosperity. The side effects of receiving the gospel is the blessing of the Lord, which makes rich. And he adds no sorrow uh, with it. So I said all of this to say, man, you and I have a good shepherd who has made a declaration uh, that no man can pluck us out of his hand. COVID can't pluck you out of his sheepfold. Nothing can separate us uh, from the love of this good shepherd. Amen. And so the, uh, David in the Old Testament had a revelation of this. Even way before it came to uh, a manifestation in the New Covenant, he knew uh, that the Lord was to be his shepherd. And he's using the same terminology. It's interesting how the Bible uh, carefully fits uh, together. And this is uh, a scripture that was written 2,000 years before Jesus said he was the good shepherd. And, and David had already seen it in the spirit, I believe, and he has already declared uh, it uh, 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 by revelation. And if David, who had an inferior covenant, could declare this, man, I'm telling you, you and I have a better covenant established on better promises. We can also declare it. And this is what David said in Psalm 23. You know, I know that we usually read this uh, piece of uh, a scripture at uh, uh, funerals, uh, but let me tell you, this, this passage is not for, for the dead, it's for the living, amen? Uh, this is what uh, uh, David said in Psalm 23 verse 1. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. The who? <laughs> the Lord. Amen. And, 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 and man, I wish this, this sometimes this is really difficult to communicate to city people, you know, because we don't really come into, uh, uh, we don't have an encounter with, with the wild. Sometimes we don't have an encounter with, um, with, with how, how powerful this is and what this really means. You know, I had an opportunity to spend some time with, uh, the new Caris Bible college director in Cape town, uh, Stefan and his wife, Naomi. I had an opportunity to spend time with them, and Stefan's background is that he lives on a on a on a farm which was right next to a, a national park, and so sometimes the the wild animals. I mean, you should listen to this guy tell you the stories uh, that happen at their farm. It's wild, wild west. I mean, they have guns there. They have all kinds of things to, to uh, uh, use to defend their animals, their cattle, uh, from uh, predators that come from the uh, uh, national park. He says they are lions that, that sometimes love to come and uh, prey on the uh, sheep. Uh, and they like to prey on the cow. They like to prey on the goats. They like to prey on the livestock that they have on the farm. 
Uh, because he was telling me, he said, man, it's much easier to, to kill a cow than it is a buffalo, okay? So lions, you know, get used to that easy kill because a cow can't run, can't fight. It's all fat. And, you know, when these lions get kind of used to that rump and that fillet, man, they, they love to come back for more. And so Stefano was telling me, man, we've had to use guns and kill some lions. They've had to kill some hyenas. They've had to kill some wild dogs. I mean, it's crazy. And so the context... Uh, of the, the 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 magnitude and the depth of what you know the Bible is trying to con uh, uh, convey here when he says the Lord is your shepherd. Sometimes, so just sometimes you don't get the full magnitude when you are a city person, you're a city boy, you're a city girl, and all you know is Santon and the internet. Man, sometimes you just feel like, oh yeah, whatever. The Lord is my shepherd. Listen, this is a powerful revelation. Okay, this means the Lord defends you from all kinds of danger. This means the Lord. And, and what's so awesome about this is that Stefan told me, he said sometimes the lions would come at night because they have uh, a vision that sees, uh, I think, a hundred times better than a human being at night. And uh, they come at night and they can see these, these, these animals and they prey on them and kill them. Easy, easy kill. Uh, but the cool thing about, and, and they do it at night because they know uh, Stefan and his crew are sleeping. But the cool thing about our shepherd, this one, is that he never, he neither sleeps nor slumbers. He's on duty. 24 7 365 and he's taking care of us it doesn't matter uh, what time of the he's taking care of us and so he says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want here's another revelation there not only are we secure uh, with the lord being our shepherd but he makes a bold statement i shall not want because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He's talking about provision. He finds green pastures uh, for me. He leads me uh, beside still waters. You know, sheep like to drink from uh, uh, still waters. They don't like to drink from rough, raging waters. They like to drink from still waters. And the Lord knows that. And he leads us to a place uh, of still waters, uh, waters we can drink and, and relax and rest uh, knowing you know see sometimes when these animals go to the uh, drinking to the water hole uh, sometimes that's where the lions wait for them you know that's where the crocodiles wait for them that's where the hippos wait for them I've watched on you know National Geographic channel where uh, a kudu and impala is drinking water from the from the dam and then just out of nowhere the crocodile just comes out and BAM snap <laughs> Wait, with the good shepherd, he's not going to lead you to waters that have danger on the inside of waters that have crocodiles, waters that harbor uh, uh, all kinds of danger. He's not going to lead you to places like that. In other words, even your business deals are not going to uh, uh, trap you. They're not going to bring all kinds of legal challenges. No, it's still waters. It's a place of rest. Remember, child of God, the blessing of the Lord uh, makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. So he leads and we follow him in all these places. He says he restores my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, he keeps repeating uh, this, this word here, he leads us. Man, and that's one aspect of the good shepherd that I love, that I get to follow the leadership of Jesus. Uh, you and I, all of us, get to follow the leadership of Jesus. And as you follow the leadership of Jesus, man, your everyday decisions uh, will just, you know, bring blessing 
Amen. Uh, some of you may know this, some of you may not, but, um, uh, you know, this year, this Sunday, we were supposed to have Arthur Menchie's preaching right now, today, uh, in our, uh, physically in our building. Uh, and uh, the story started last year, you know, Arthur texted me in December and he said, hey, listen, Tavara, uh, I'm going to be in the country and he's come ever since we've planted the church. And so every year he comes to minister at Faith Hill Church. And so we talked on the phone and I told him, I said, Arthur, I have great news. We're going to be moving into a new building in Santon, the capital. And uh, I would love for you to come and minister in that building rather than in our old uh, a building because we can't accommodate as many people and so we agreed on a date January the 17th that's when you were supposed to minister uh, but how many of you know that the Lord is all-knowing the Good Shepherd has already gone before us and he's already seen that January 17 we're not gonna have church we're not you know going to be meeting physically the Lord had already gone ahead and, and seen all of that and so I remember when Arthur came we went out for lunch my wife uh, Kathy and Arthur we went out for lunch and while we were having lunch the Lord spoke to me who is the Good Shepherd and he told me he said Tavara uh, in fact why don't you let Arthur come and preach this Sunday now I've learned to hear his voice and I've also learned to obey even when it doesn't make sense and so I said to Arthur actually Arthur the Lord has spoken to me and he said you should come and minister this Sunday and he he looked at me and he said, but I'm going to be in Middleburg. I said, I don't know, man. The Lord just said, you know, I should ask you if it's possible. And so Arthur said, okay, I'm going to come and minister. So Arthur drove, you know, you may not know this, but Arthur drove one hour, 45 minutes to come to church on that last Sunday of the year, the 20th of December to minister at Faith Hill Church. And uh, little did we know at the time that the Lord did that because he wanted Arthur to minister at Faith Hill Church and bring a word in season. And Arthur really did bring a word in season. And we, the reason the Lord did that is because God had already gone ahead of us and he had already seen that the 17th of January, even though in our own calculation, we thought it was the best date. The Lord had already gone before us in the spirit and he had already seen that this is not going to work. And so the Lord uh, gave us an alternative and we still got to have Arthur and he came and ministered. The and I'm telling you, these are some of the way ways that the good shepherd uh, begins to lead us. He is a good leader. And I'm telling you, when you follow his, his leadership, he will make you look good. Amen. And so he says in verse four, Yea, though I walk uh, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, uh, they comfort me. You know, one of the uh, 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 things I want you to see, that, man, I could camp here for, for two months. Uh, one of my friends uh, in Dallas, Texas, uh, his name is uh, Sam Chaco. Yeah, he, he brought such a powerful revelation on the rod and the staff and how they comfort. I never used to understand this Bible verse. How does a, a rod, a walking stick bring comfort to anybody you know how does how does that work and then same Chaco you know told me he said Tafara uh, what they used to do back in the day because they didn't have diaries they didn't have iPads or you know cell phones to document the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God what they would do is that every time the Lord did something in their lives they would take their rod their walking stick and make a mark on it 
And so uh, whenever they are confronted with a situation, walking through the valley of the shadow of death and they feel discouraged and they feel like they're losing their strength, they uh, would only grab that rod uh, and look at it. And when they look and see all those marks, it would bring to their remembrance that, hey, the Lord is faithful. He healed my son. Every mark on that rod represented the Lord's faithfulness. So that would bring comfort to them in the in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. They just looked at the rod and see all the marks and all the marks represented the faithfulness of God. Amen. I don't know what kind of journey you've lived, but I know God has been faithful in your life and you can certainly look back and see the things that the Lord has done in your life. And I'm telling you, when you do that, when you start counting uh, your blessings, uh, you will realize, man, you went through 2020. Amen. You can look back at that and I'm telling you, it will certainly bring you some comfort. Amen. So that's how the rod and the staff uh, uh, bring comfort. He didn't say the rod and the staff bring comfort by, you know, you know, hit, hitting, hitting you. No, the rod and the staff bring comfort because they represent the faithfulness of God, that he who promised is also faithful to perform it. He says in verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Man, God's kind of prosperity is not is not limited by uh, you being surrounded by enemies. It's not it's not limited by uh, what's going on around us in the economy. It's not limited by what's going on around us politically. Uh, God's kind of prosperity uh, is determined by His glory, His infinite glory. And and He says, "Yeah, He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies." While the war is raging, uh, God still has a table prepared for His children. While the war is raging, God still has a, a place for you and I uh, to sit, be still, enjoy peace, uh, have a good meal. Wow, things are raging around us. As ch God's children, we can, we can be in a place where we uh, can enjoy uh, 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 the table that he has set before us. Amen. He says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. There is provision. He says, surely goodness and mercy. It's a sure thing. He says, surely goodness and mercy will fo shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the good shepherd. Amen. Jesus is our good shepherd. Uh, he gets to lead and we get to follow. Man, I'm telling you, these are powerful truths. These are powerful revelations that as you start to meditate, my prayer is that you start to meditate on this more than you meditate on the COVID-19 statistics. My prayer is that you start to meditate on teachings like this more than you're looking at uh, uh, who's, who's died and who's not and who's hospitalized. And Man, we have the good shepherd. No man can pluck uh, uh, us out of his sheepfold. We are good. We are all right. That's what I spend. This is what I spend my days meditating on. And that's why, man, I'm, 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 I'm good. I remember when Chip and I, uh, last year in the month of February, we were due to travel to the States at the time uh, to minister out there and um, uh, for the Wealth Builders Billy Earhart's conference. And we were due to uh, also travel to Los Angeles to minister. Uh, she got a call from uh, from from a sister and, and I mean, she meant well. And she said, why are you guys traveling? You know, how can you travel in the middle of what's going on in the world, particularly in America? How can you still travel? You know how we can still travel? Because we have the good shepherd. 
It doesn't matter where I am. I have the good shepherd and no man, nothing, no sickness, no disease, no virus can pluck me out of his sheepfold. If any germ, any disease, any virus touches my body, it dies instantly. You know why? Because I have the same life that raised Jesus from the dead living on the inside of me. And so do you. You just have to recognize it and start receiving it as truth and start walking in it. And I'm telling you, as you do, you're going to start to enjoy uh, this, this peace that is available uh, for all of God's children. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. I trust that you were blessed with this teaching. I'm going to pray for you real quickly, and then I'm going to hand over to uh, Pastor Henry and Beth, and they're going to uh, take care of you from here on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everyone on this broadcast, everyone watching. Lord, I just thank you for their lives. I thank you for this revelation that you are our good shepherd, and that no man, nothing can pluck us out of the sheepfold. And so, Lord, I just thank you and I give you all the praise and all the glory for their lives, their families. I thank you, Father, for healing. If there be any that are sick in their body, I thank you for healing. For those who have the spirit of fear tormenting them, those who have the spirit of fear waking them up in the middle of the night, shaking nightmares, they can't sleep at night. We speak against that spirit in the name of Jesus. We command it to live their lives in the name of Jesus. And we release the peace of God that surpasses our all understanding. Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you, thank you, thank you for being a good shepherd. Lord, we just give you all the praise and all of the glory. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone type amen and amen and amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.